Welcome to Sideline Sports. I am your co-host, Jake, and I'm with my co-host, JB Ellis. We are missing John at the moment. He's actually currently on the road on his way to Canton, Ohio. And, uh, sorry, okay. uh, it looks like uh, he'll be in uh, Ohio soon, so looking forward to seeing him there. Uh, I'm also on the road, Wildwood, New Jersey, and uh, on a little vacation, even though John seems to think uh, – New Jersey beaches are disgusting. I don't. I think they're fantastic, and that's why I'm here. JB, how you doing? So I'm the only one in the home office this week. They, <laughs> they, the guys abandoned me. I'm not going to Canton. I'm not going to Wildwood. I'm in a New York state of mind this week. Never know where I'll be next week. This week I'm here. There you but, go. John you will hopefully be joining so us much soon. going on. John will be here as soon as he can. I know he, he's actually driving right now. Yeah. So... You know, you know how the internet goes on the road, people. Yes, sir. So, so. where do you want to start? Let's, let's start with something interesting. Let's start with football, because football seems to be everyone's favorite thing. So, I'm working today, and I get a notification. The Giants get into a brawl at camp, and underneath the pile is our quarterback. Now, It's not just that he's our quarterback. He's like shrimp quarterback he's not just any old quarterback he's like you know a little shrimp i mean daniel jones i love i love that our quarterback wants to be involved and get into it and mix it up and show he's a leader but i don't want to fight the camp and you know joe judge went crazy on the team they were running sprints uh threw him out of practice made him do push-ups I heard. That, I heard there were quite a few f bombs dropped. Yeah, that's it was, what I, it was pretty bad. And then he went and hugged his daughters who were at practice. And, you know, <laughs> showing they the news I read was like, oh, the two sides of Joe Judge. But yeah. you know, so far he, he's earned my respect as a coach after last year. I thought he did, did an okay job. Uh, probably the best coach we've had since Coughlin. I didn't like him to begin with. I know you don't. I love but this. I, I think, mean, yeah, I think Joe is, Judge is. Yeah. I was gonna say this is what a coach is supposed to do. I mean, look, you gotta yeah. earn the respect of your players and you wanna earn the respect of your players? All right, you wanna fight on my field? I'm gonna kick your butt into shape. You know, I'm gonna you're gonna pay for it. I love it. I think that's that's exactly what you gotta do. I, I look, I, I wouldn't like it as a player, of course I wouldn't, but you know, that's that's what you don't think I would move. If you're gonna yeah. fight on the field like a bunch of idiots, you're gonna get what's coming to you. Yeah, and what I liked about it, you know, two things I liked about it. First of all, from everything that I've read, you know, free agents want to come to the Giants because of Joe Judge. They come and That's have good. meetings and, and look because they like him as a coach. Then secondly, you know, when something happens, he takes command of the situation. And, you know, he shows the team that he's in charge. Uh, Daniel Jones, I love the fact that he was involved in the brawl. I, I like that. But we don't have anybody to back him up right now, so we can't be taking that chance. It's not like we have, say, you know, somebody on the bench. You know, I, I like the idea cap. of it. I like the idea of it, but he's also the wrong person to be on the bottom of that pile. Like, he is not yeah. built for that. He's not like Evan Ingram or even any of our offensive linemen where he's like a big guy. Daniel Jones is a small guy. Like, Daniel Jones is not particularly large, 
I mean, he's about the last guy I would expect or want on the bottom of that pile, just based on size alone. I mean, he's like scrawny. I mean, and I'm not trying to make fun of him or anything, but kid, kid isn't too big. And I hear yeah, that I'm, I'm he's not crushed out there. Not happy about it. I, I heard though from the team and my sources that everything was good afterwards. All the guys were in the locker room joking around. They they were all fine. They all, they all said the standard. You know, it's on the field. That's where it goes, and that's what that's happens. Yeah. You know, and and that's the way it should be. There there's been a history of training camp fights throughout the the NFL for years. You yeah. know, and how a team comes out of that can say a lot of how their year is going to go. Right. I don't expect much from the Giants anyway. They had a an okay year last year. Yeah, we say, should have won the division. I'd say I'm six or seven wins. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. We should have won the division last year, which means we would have been a playoff team. But I still say no team. We were deserving the playoffs. Of right. All right. There was no. I'm not upset that you know we didn't make the playoffs because making the playoffs we didn't deserve. I'm upset mm. that we got cheated out of the division and. Yeah. We were better than the other teams, and we hurt ourselves. We should have won a game in Philly. Yeah. You know, we we so we cost ourselves the division. But when you a team gives up in a game they could win, yeah, I just have no respect for that. That's why that whole Philly Washington game will still oh. leave a, a taste in my mouth. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, all the Eagle fans that don't understand that, you know, they're, they're not being they're not true fans. They're homers, and that that's great. Yeah, be a homer all you want. You know, but when it comes down to it, the Giants are the division champs. So that's the way I look at it. I can care less what Awood says. They're out of order. You know, um, if you're an Eagle fan and you disagree, the only thing the Eagles have done smart is they got rid of Carson Wentz, who's out five to twelve weeks. Oh yeah, that's great. Rough. Great move by the Eagles. You know, it's, it's what, funny because I, I, I said they yeah. would be a good team with Wentz. I said that. I said Colts will be better with Wentz. And what happens now? He's out. And I've been hearing. Rumors. I mean, there are some rumors, but most of it, I feel like, is jokes that uh, they may be targeting uh, Nick Foles because why not? Every time you seem to bring him in with Carson Wentz, it seems to work out pretty well. Yeah, there was a list of five quarterbacks that they should be targeting. Um, but let's start with the whole Carson Wentz is hurt again thing. So I, I believe when we spoke of the trade, I said he has no mental, no mental toughness and he'll be hurt anyway. And if I'm correct, Giotto's not here to defend himself, but it was a good trade because Carson Wentz was going to bring the Colts back some respectability. You were okay with the trade. I think you were more if he stays healthy. I said if he stays yeah. healthy, they'll be a really good team. Like Their their defense is fantastic, and their O-line is great, so there was no way he could suck that bad. I mean, he could only be so bad that he could screw up so much. Yeah, I just – you know, certain guys just tend to get hurt, and it, it doesn't really – it's just their – their bodies are the same way where certain guys never get hurt. You know, Cal Ripken, the guy played how many straight games for whatever yeah. reason, you know, and then look at a guy, you know, like Anthony Davis. He's, we'll be talking about know, him sooner or later, you know, always hurt. You know, and it's not that I don't think Anthony Davis takes great care of his body. Cause I'm sure he does. He's a professional athlete. The guy is not, right. you know, not heavy. He's, you know, not, anything. he's in good well, shape. Just, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's in great shape. You don't look at Anthony Davis and Absolutely. say, well, it's his fault, you know. So it's just everybody's body is different. Some people have luck. Some people just have unlucky injuries. But Carson Wentz, for whatever reason, like the concussion he got uh, two years ago, that wasn't his fault. But, yeah, you know, it, it came down to he can't stay on the field. 
you know. Well, I heard with Wentz's current injury, are. I heard this like dates back to like high school. Like this is a persistent injury he's had allegedly since like high school, which is beyond me that nobody ever picked up on it and said, huh, let's take care of this. This sounds like it might be a, a bit of a problem. That's that's what yeah, I heard. I did not hear that. And if that's the case, how is nobody? That's what I heard. I mean, I'm looking it up now, but that's, that is like the rumor I heard is that it may have been a lingering injury he's had for years, which is to me like extremely concerning. Uh, Yeah. So it says, here you go. Uh, Doctors determined that Wentz unknowingly suffered a broken foot at some point in his career, likely in high school. And when the quarterback planted his foot in practice last Thursday, a piece of the bone came loose, which is A, disgusting, but B, tremendously concerning that no doctor at any point ever with a guy that has an extensive injury history like Carson Wentz himself never said, huh, it looks like there might be some damage to your foot, man. Well, I, I just, what, I don't, what I don't get, you know, all, with all the physicals and – Injuries yeah, really. and times that when you're a player, I mean, listen, I played high school ball. I never played college. So I can tell you there was always a team doctor. If you got hurt because I hurt my knee, they checked you. They checked you again. And you again. couldn't go back on the field until you were cleared. You know, so if he broke a foot and nobody realized, that's scary. What, what's going on there that they're missing that? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's. It's not like it was a minor injury. It was a broken foot, they think, and it happened many years ago and earlier in his like his very early in his career. How do you not notice at some point or another? I mean, wh- I-, I don't get that. I just, I just hope that. Listen, I've never even guys I don't like and I don't like Carson Wentz. I never want to see them hurt. I hope he gets healthy and I hope he has a chance to come out and prove me prove me wrong. You know, and come out and play well. I don't see it happening. I think that this is going to be the story of his career. You know, he's not like a Ryan Leaf where he where he just comes out and can't play. Because when he plays, he can play. But he right. just can't stay on the field. He was, me, he's not on the field to physically play and perform. I mean, yeah. he, he's like the Anthony Davis of the NFL. He's, he's Glass Joe of the NFL. Unfortunately, I mean, the Mike Tyson uh, punch out, uh, you know, reference. I love it. But yeah. what else is going on in the NFL? I mean, training camp's going on. Uh, I think Zach Wilson, like last week, like late last week or early this week, finally signed his rookie contract. So he's under contract with the Jets. Um I don't think there's a whole lot going on. I think it was pretty quiet. I mean, I know for a fact yeah. the other three leagues, though, made up for it tenfold because they were extremely busy. Yeah, I'm gonna, so. before we get into another pro league, I got my Georgia jersey on tonight. We're going to uh, talk some college. We're going to talk some I'm college. In. This is huge. It's news. that time. It's that time of the year, yeah. too, let alone what we're, happened we're, this, this past week or so. It's just it's that time of the year. We're getting to the point where – Starting, I think, uh, next weekend, there won't be any football. That, you know, like, there will be football every single weekend until the Super Bowl because I think I think next weekend or the weekend after is when preseason um, starts. I think college is going to be right around the corner. So 
it's that time of the year and I cannot wait. Yeah, it's, it's that time. And, you know, let's start with this whole Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, going to the SEC, creating a, a super conference, you know, and I look at it differently. I mean, everyone talks college football, college football, college football. I'm a college basketball guy. I grew up in New York City. You know, I, I'm a St. John's guy. So football, I always wanted them to have a football team. They never wanted one. Uh, if you look back at my history on Twitter, I asked Mike Craig the uh, – You probably asked head, every day. Head of athletics, you know, why can't we do it? I've asked Bob Ficozzi, who went to Seton Hall and yep. knows a lot about the program. You know, we had Bob on the show me, at one point, didn't we? Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. To me, I, I thought I, that was a slam dunk. There's no college program in New York City. I don't count Rutgers, and Rutgers is no. an awful program. They're the Big Ten. Terrible. You know, even with Greg Schiano, they were still never a team I liked. Nope. That yeah. move to the Big Ten killed them, though. Yeah, it was a bad move. So you look at that, and you, you so I've never, I never had a college football team. I like multiple teams. They happen to be Notre Dame, Georgia, or Bernard, Florida. So three SEC teams and an independent. Some big names, team. too. Yeah, well, that's the one great thing about that. Having a, a school where you are, you can like whatever you like, and it wouldn't really say, uh, you know, whatever. Because yeah. I true. don't have a team really to, to root for. Right. Um, but so now we got the super conference going on in the SEC. So now there's all sorts of rumors of what's going to happen. The ACC and the uh, Big Ten possibly merging. Notre Dame officially going into the ACC um, football. And then the Big 12 and Pac-12 are talking about working together, not officially merging, but schedule uh, right. agreements and things like that, which I think they need to merge. But my right. question, football, which is you're going to have these conferences that are phenomenal, and no one's going to touch the SEC for years. What happens at college basketball? College basketball, the big, the big conference besides the ACC is the Big East. So there's no way the Big East can go yeah. into a super conference because we don't have football. Right. So what happens to them if you go to all these super conferences? You know, I don't think it's what are you going to do? Anything. And if you look at college basketball, there's 200 or so Division One college basketball teams. Where in football, I believe it's 108. Last time I looked, maybe a like little half. bit more right yeah. now. Well, because it's expensive to have a football team. Of you course, space, you got to have the insurance, you got to equipment, practice, travel. Right, right, right. You know, college basketball there's a lot more closer teams. You really need a court. You know, right. one bowl. There's no other, no other equipment besides sneakers and uniforms. Right. You know, so it, you don't need all the pads, the practice dummies, twelve, all, people all that sort of stuff. Right, right, right. All that stuff. You know. So I get the cost difference, but how does the Big East play into this whole super conference thing? Is something I want to know, and I don't think we have an answer for that. I don't know if you, what your thought is on it. I don't think they care. I think football and basketball they just see as like totally different entities, like. They are worlds apart. Like the school themselves care, but you know the people that run the school. But other than that, they don't care. I think they just want money. And if they can get it in a new conference, and they can get more money and more sponsorships and more, uh, you know, more spotlights, they'll take it. They don't care. They, they, they couldn't care less. I'm sure. You know what I love to see happen? I would love to see the NCAA step in and say. All right, enough of this conference stuff. We're gonna we're gonna divide you guys for all the sports, four conferences. Break it up any way you want, geographically, east, west, south, north, whatever. More or less like the NFL does. More or less. Yeah, you get four conferences. You play football ten games, 
six in conference, four out. Fair. And random schedule. So there's no, oh, this team, that team, whatever. 18 playoff, top four, and then you go to rankings for after that. Nice and simple. You're, you, you know, with your six games, if you have a rival like Ohio State, Michigan, you always keep your rival. They'd be in the same conference anyway, or the same division. Right. right, right. So you make sure that they always play. But, you know, like, for example, you know, guys that may not, like Notre Dame, USC, wouldn't be in the same division. But they, that's a huge rivalry. You make sure you keep those games. Right. That's it. Stop the shenanigans with conferences that – how many teams are going to be in the SEC? The other thing I think they need to get rid of for college football, they need to get rid of that just stupid voting committee, like to to create, you know, the top four. I'm so sick of that. Like that's just – the whole ranking system is always screwed up no matter what. Teams get snubbed every single year, and I'm so sick of it. Just just eliminate it. Like, get rid of it and start going to, like, point differentials and, and things like that to but determine who was, goes ahead of who. It was simple. There's five power conferences, or there was. I don't know if we were to still count the Big 12. But for mm-hmm. now, from last year, it was five power conferences and then the group of six. Right. Playoff, eight teams. Those six get an automatic bid. Top two in the rankings besides that. 18 playoff. Simple right. as anything. That would work yeah. a lot better. I'm just so I hate the way that their system works because they're always relying on people's opinions on teams. And that and I know they're supposed to be biased or rather non-biased, but they definitely are. It's there's it's an inevitability factor that that they're gonna be a there's gonna be some sort of bias, and it's always terrible because Teams that don't deserve to be number one are, or teams that totally get left out that shouldn't be. Like you may have a team that was undefeated and one team with a loss, and one team with that one loss still makes it, even though the undefeated team, although record-wise they're better, they judge to be worse. I think that's just a bunch of baloney. If their record is better, the record is better. It's not like the NFL. If your record is better than somebody else, all right, too bad. You're not you, know, you make the playoffs, you don't. Simple as that. It's 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 a simple process, but college football, it's like the one thing I've always hated is their thing is, okay, let's do it based on who we think looks better than the other and of course, account for records somewhat. But it's it's just it's not fair cuz you get teams that don't necessarily deserve to make the playoffs, making the playoffs because People liked them better or thought they looked better or, or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you should get rewarded for winning a conference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it can't be any more simple than that. You know, you win the Big 12, you get in. You win the Pac-12, you're in. There's five of them. Four teams in the playoffs. doesn't work. You know? And yeah. It's, it's a simple a, system. Or yeah, should be a simple system. I, I don't understand. They, they want to make money. They talk about making money. They do things to make money, but this would make them a boatload of money. And Absolutely. they choose not to do it. And it would just make everybody's lives so much easier. And I think like fans would appreciate it so much more. I wonder if it's because it gives us something to talk about. That could you be. Know? I mean, I, I, I tend to think sometimes sports leagues or owners or whatever, players even – do things intentionally to make us talk, like just to give us something to talk about and not just have it be, I guess, like plain Jane kind of boring stuff. I mean, look at the NFL this week. I mean, I, I just thought of this. We're talking about things to talk about. 
Odell Beckham Jr. spent like a million or two million dollars or something on his stupid teeth, like to get like gold di- or gold and diamonds or something stupid like that in his teeth. Like, why else would he do it other than maybe he thinks it's a good fashion statement? Like, I don't know, but it's like I, I see that, and all I can think of is OBJ. You're out of order. You just you're out of order. It's as simple as that. I don't. Did you see that this week? I don't know if you saw it. I I think it was 1.2 million to get. Diamond yeah, it's so stupid. One point eight million. That's what 1. he did. eight million. Like, who spends that kind of money on their teeth for that? He's got like diamonds uh, in the back of his teeth. It's so dumb looking. I I can't even say that it makes sense in any possible way. I I try to think of a world where that would make be a good use of money. I don't know. Like here's what it looks like apparently. Like this is a, a a mold of the teeth, I guess, and in the back is supposed to be like basically what it looks like. Like how stupid that looks. I mean, it looks terrible. It just who would want to be but near those teeth? I'm sorry, but who would want that? Even if it looked good, right? There's no. But you know, if it looked good, I could make the argument that maybe I could see it like somewhat worth it. Because the money he has, like he could just one point eight million to him is is really not a lot. Like let's be real, it's it's really not a lot to him. It's like nothing. But to spend one point eight million on those disgusting, stupid teeth and still look like an idiot like he does, <laughs> what does it do? And let's remind everybody, he's also in Cleveland, which is like not a flashy place to live at all. He was still in New York. At least I could try to understand it. All right, fine. Flashy, you know, flashy place. It's all about being the biggest, the best, the brightest. There, he just looks like an idiot. He just, it's not even worth it. I, I don't get it. No, I, I, I just, you know, he could have gave me one point eight million. I'd have gave him, I'd have got him a couple of diamonds. You know, we could have made some jewelry, and you know, he'd have been fine. And even that would look a little about, stupid, but but fine. At least that's. I'd better. have pocketed one point seven, and he'd have had a lot of diamonds. Yeah. But like I said, this is why I'm saying I agree. I think sometimes these people just do things to make us talk, like to give us something to discuss, because he looks like an idiot. I don't know how he possibly thinks that looks good. And I'm not trying to be mean to him. I liked OBJ in New York before he became a you know a, a total diva. But, I mean, just I, I can't imagine what's going through his head, that he's, he's doing such stupid stuff like that. Like he's so worried about that, but he's not really focusing on his game on the field, and it's showing. He's not as good as he used to be. Like when he was in New York, he had some really great moments and some good seasons. Now he's I mean he's not he's not bad, but he's not nearly as good as what he used to be, I don't think. I think he's I think he's seen his his play kind of decline a little bit. Yeah, no, he he had a couple of injury prone years, which Yeah. You know, so when he's on the field with no, him and Landry, it was it was an amazing combination. That right, but they're both not out. on the field together a lot of the time. That, that's the problem, you know. Because who do you guard? Right. You know, it's he for him. He's got to just stay healthy and focus on football and stop stop doing everything else that doesn't matter. Well, if that's what players do sometimes. Like I said, I think to make us talk. But I want to be wrong. I but guess. the question is, if you're in the NFL, do you want to be relevant for football, or do you want to be relevant for having football. Dominic Heath? Football, but but OBJ, I think, I don't think he cares. He's just like, I want my name out there. I, I think he just wants attention. That's I that's think, the feeling I get from him always. 
I think John should get Diamond Teeth before the next time he's on air. That's what I think. I would love that. <laughs> I mean, look, he's going to be in Canton. Maybe he can go ask some of the guys for some money. Hey, you know, he fork over a handful of dollars. I, I really want to get these Diamond Teeth, but I, I need the money. I'm strapped for cash. I, I can't afford that kind of money. Listen, <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't. But each their own. There's all sorts of strange things out there. Whatever. So. Any, all right. Anything else to the NFL? I think we got to. I think I think we got to talk some NBA because. Oh, I want to end with the NBA. What? I want to end with the NBA because that's all right. That's, all right. All right. Should we go to? Should we go to baseball go to the, then? Yeah, let's do the baseball trade deadline, which was crazy. I mean, last week I titled our episode, you know, the NHL. I think like trade extravaganza or off-season extravaganza. That like got blown out of the water this week with the MLB because the number of just huge, crazy, impactful trades was just absurd. I mean, you had some of the top players in the entire league moving. I was shocked by some of the trades. I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll start with uh, the Dodgers, I think. we got to start with requiring Max Scherzer. Oh, boy. I mean – that, I don't like. I don't like the, Dan and Trey Turner, but but I just. I mean, that, that's great too. Don't get me wrong, but just you land Max Scherzer. I mean, do you just? I don't like to do it, but do you just hand him the championship and say go home with it? Because now they got one of the best rotations you could probably think of in all of baseball. I mean, it, it, it just it's it's mind blowing to me how great. That lineup is. It was insane. I mean, to to get Scherzer with the team that they have, and they gave up like really relatively nothing. Like it was not a lot. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say they gave up like a huge haul for it. Like they they gave up a you know. Of course they gave stuff up, but it wasn't particularly bad. It was it was pretty easy. They sent four what? prospects. Yeah, we're going to get to the Cubs in a couple of minutes because that was a fire sale. But oh. the Dodgers, I mean, the rich getting richer, you know. I mean, uh, just their top three pitchers, like starting pitchers, are going to be Walker Bueller, uh, um, Max Scherzer, and Clayton Kershaw. And I, that's, I don't know how it gets better than that. That is – it leaves me speechless how good that is because they were already great and they're just getting even better. Yeah, but what's scary with how good their their pitching is and as good of a lineup they have, they're still, you know, three and a half back of the Giants. Yeah. So I think the for me the Giants are just having a, a good season. Like it's just to me this is just an anomaly. This is not sustained, consistent winning. The Dodgers are sustained, consistent winning. Well, the Dodgers, this is their team. They're going to do what they're doing, and they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card or win the division either way. Right. For the Giants, you could see falling off all of a sudden and lose. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, wow. And lose the division, and they're done. Yeah, so, you know, but the Giants, they made a big move, too. They went out and got the Cubs' Chris Bryant. They sure did. You know, he was uh, probably... Just, the best hitter of the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of them. Was, yeah, I would think 
Their three Bryant, best hitters Rizzo, got traded at the deadline. Three yeah, best hitters gone. Bryant, Rizzo, then Baez. And Baez. Baez. Way, the way and that's fine. By top but three. Even I, I like think Rizzo anybody more. would love to have them. Anybody would love to have oh, them. Oh, yeah. And three teams got the three of them, which is just wild to me. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't You got to like the coming. move when you're, when you're winning the division to go out and acquire a big bat. You know, and Absolutely. Bryant was another guy that, you know, the, he didn't re-sign with the Cubs as of yet. He's on his last year of the contract. You're renting him out. Will yeah. he stay with the Giants? I don't know. Who knows? But they, they want to win now, so it's worth taking a shot on him and bolstering up their lineup because that, that's what they need, a, a good third baseman to, to solidify Absolutely. that team. And, you know, when you're well, going to worry about the Dodgers, you've got to do whatever you can. If you can get a superstar – you know, you definitely got to go and do it. And that was oh, a great absolutely. Move. I was, I think it was like the last trade or one of the last trades to go through on the night. And it was like a last minute splash. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, I, I was thinking, all right, maybe the Cubs won't sell everything. And then the Cubs ended up selling everything. They have, they, the- they, they've stripped it down so fast. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's got to be one of the fastest destructions of a team I've ever seen. I mean, they went well, from three superstars to none. Well, I'll say it this way. They were all the, they're all free agents at the end of the year. Right. The team is not winning this year. You could still re-sign them. Yeah. You know, so it's not a horrible move. No, I think it was a good move because I think it's, it's smart to get – some value for them. Like you're not going to get their full value, especially because they're not necessarily under contract after the right. season. So it's it's a little bit hard to guarantee them because all right, they're not going to be under contract, so you're going to lose them possibly for all these teams. So you can't get the same asking price anymore. But oh, they the still garner large years. amounts of, of of return, and they they clearly did for all three trades. And I mean, you know, we, the Yankees got Rizzo. He's Came to New York, home run first two games. He's been playing uh, really well. He's had quite a few hits tonight. too. Two for yeah. three tonight with two runs scored. Uh, you know, he's the out of the three, the one I like the most. And I'm yeah. glad he went to the Yankees. Uh, great guy Yankees. in the community of Chicago. Yeah, you know, has a lot of different charitable work yeah. on the field. A leader. Absolutely, a he's big been great. Left-handed bat in, in the Yankee that's, lineup. And that's that's the big thing that they huge. did. They got him and Joey Gallo from the Rangers, and I was, I was very happy about it because I know that I, I have pros and cons. I was a little upset because I'm like, these are guys that are going to strike out, or at least Joey Gallo when he first, you know, he was the first guy to come to the Yankees. I was like, he's great, he's left-handed, that's all well and good, but he's just another bat that's like home run or strike out. That's a lot of the Yankee lineup. Rizzo is a guy that will get you the base hits that you need. He's more like DJ LeMayu where he's. He's going to get you the base hits that you're looking for. He's going to score those runners that are on base, and that's what's important. Listen, that was probably – Rizzo, I think, was the perfect pickup because we really yeah. didn't have a first baseman. Luke well, we Ford had stuff. Luke Voigt, so I, I, he, I'm i surprised we didn't trade him, though, because he was good, and he is good. He's just hurt. He's, he's hurt too much. He can play him at DH. You can play him probably in a corner outfield, mm. uh, and he can put him off – take him off the bench, so I – I wouldn't have got rid of him, but I'm supp- but, I would have traded him because I don't know. I just what were you going to get for him? Maybe some draft picks 
or maybe maybe some decent prospect. You he could be a starting first baseman on most teams. Oh, I, I think I don't I don't question. So that, I, I, I could see a, a decent return. A, a contender is not going to say, "Okay, Luke Voigt going to take us over the the edge." So you're not going to get top top no. pick from a value. He'd be a good off season trade. Yeah, we'll maybe see. that's the trade deadline. That's somebody you're going to have to finesse and push and try and get it. I think the other reason they probably didn't trade him, and I, again, I was that was my initial thoughts. Oh, he's going to get traded. I could see why they didn't, just in case Rizzo doesn't re-sign with New York. Again, being a free agent, I could understand that because then it's like, oh well, what do we do at first base? We're going to put like Chris Gittens, who is a guy I'd never heard of before this season until you know now. Of course, I know him, but I'd never heard of him before. No, you're not going to do that. You'd rather keep Luke Voigt if you can. So uh, it'll be oh. interesting to see. The Yankees have money, so yeah. if they want to keep if they want to keep Rizzo. I oh, think absolutely! We have the money to spend now. Interesting development, you know. The I believe it was the GM of the Cubs came out was like, you know, none of the guys are resigning. They they weren't even making counter offers. You know, really bad PR move, especially yeah. Saying, oh, you would think about resigning them, but you just say you know, thank you for your you know everything you did for us and. Bringing us a championship and just leave it at that. It's as simple exactly. as that. They brought you a championship. You should be thanking these men because without them, you guys would be going on over a hundred plus years still of no championship in Chicago, and yeah. that would suck. So, so Rizzo came out, I believe it was yesterday, and said, "You know, it's like a bad breakup." The way yeah. the way he's talking, he's trying to pretend that it's okay that he got rid of all three of us. But meanwhile, it's just you know. He's posturing, and right. you, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Basically, is what they yeah. said. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, for I, it's just a bad move. It's not it's, not what you want it, to see a GM do. It reflects poorly you know? on them, and it makes the Cubs look like a team you don't want to go to. Because yeah. if you don't do everything they say the way they like it, things like that, it's just you. You know, it's going to make it feel like well, they're just going to badmouth me. So screw them. Like I don't, you know, I don't want to be there. And that's not what you want to do to your team. And Trust me, I'm no. not saying that the Yankees are the model organization right now because they have their problems, don't get me wrong. But at least as far as I know, they're not bad-mouthing their players like that. And then the last piece of the Cubs trilogy to go was Baez for the Mets. I love that now, trade. I love that. Now, my thought on Baez, because I've seen enough Cubs cases this year, the man swings at everything. If he could just control the strike zone a little bit better... He's a great hitter. Yeah. You know, and fielding, he's unbelievable. Great that fielding. Mi- that middle infield for the Mets is going to be one of the best in the entire league with Lindor and Baez. I mean, oh, boy. Come on. I, please name a better infield because I don't think I can. That is no, no, fantastic. Some of, infield. some of the best gloves in all of baseball in one infield right next to each other. I mean, that's got to be awesome. The, the man just has to. Doesn't see a pitch he doesn't want to swing at. If he could stop yeah. that, you know, he'd be a lot better. I, I hopefully he works on that. And, you know, if he fixes that, he's going to be an unbelievable player for years to come. But great move by the Mets, who are still in first place this late in the year. Uh, they were on a Steve Cohen really yeah. going out there. Right you know, I'm thinking the same thing right now. I'm thinking it's, it's funny. If you have the Wilpon still there, you're like you're not even close to you, you want to have Lindor or Baez right now. You put Steve Cohen, and all of a sudden this team is A in first place, 
B, adding like legitimate players, and C, if they pick up their play a little bit, Degrom is healthy, and you know everything kind of falls into place, they could be a legit contender in the playoffs with two two all stars on your team. They could carry the team pretty well. I mean, it, it, with with that pitching, yeah, absolutely. Two great middle infielders. Are you kidding me? You know, absolutely. Pit, pitching wins championships, but then you put up the middle. Infield and, like and, that, and of course, good bats. Don't get me wrong, good bats too. I mean, Lindor has not had a great year, but he's overall still a, a reliable bat in the lineup. Always. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that they're not. We lost you, JB. We lost your audio. There you go. We got you. We, we lost you for a second. You were muted. Repeat that if you can. Can you hear me? Give me one second. There yeah. we go. All right. Uh, Repeat whatever you said because I have no idea what you said. No, they're both respectable, yeah. you know, major league hitters. They both are above average. You oh, have absolutely. to fear both of them, you know. I think the biggest loser in this trade, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. I would have said the – guy- I would have said uh, Cubs fans – well, I'm talking about player-wise yeah, and team-wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cubs okay. fans, right. it's horrible. But poor Wilson Contreras is left by himself. Out of the four big bats <laughs> in that lineup, yeah. the poor man is left by himself. He's now, you know, the grandpa of the Cubs. He's the best player on the team. He's it's got, funny how he goes from, like, you know, the 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 fourth guy, if you will. And I don't mean to, of course, pick on him, but right, he's he's number four, if you will. And now he's, he's number one, and he's the old man because – of what happens, it just—it's—it's it's funny how that happens. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the better defensive catchers of the league. The guy can hit; he's Absolutely. a great leader. But all the pieces that were around him are gone. Yeah, you know, they have a lot of—they have a lot of nice young players. Wisdom was started out in June. He was on fire at like seven home runs in eight days or something. It was unbelievable. Um, corner when he was healthy was killed the ball that he got hurt. Now he's back. He's doing okay. So they, they have a couple of nice young players. Ortega, another good guy that was bad yep. to lead off. He had three homers the other night. It's just a matter um, of rebuilding at this point. Contreras is, I hate to say it, but he's going to be out the door. Like He's he's the next to go because this is going to be a new regime in in Chicago. Like This is going to be the start of a new team, a new everything, because there's no shot that they're – you know, build around Contreras now. It's it's too late. They're they're dropping out everybody and in, in starting from the bottom. Yeah, and they got some talent in the pipeline as well. They got Howard, who's going to be a a phenomenal second baseman as he comes up the rank. So, you know, they, they're going to be a good team in a few years. But they were on the cusp before they went on that eleven game losing streak earlier this year. They were in the division, and they weren't that far out of the wild card. They just kind of gave up on it. Yeah, I guess you know, not knowing if they were going to resign the three, sure, or not wanting to spend the money, which the Cubs have the money, right? They you just know, the Ricketts, the Ricketts have money to spend. They re, they redid all the Wrigley Field, right, and the whole area. So they have the money. Why they don't want to spend it, I don't get. Why you want to let, let the White Sox be the team in Chicago? But right now, the Yankees have that same issue where we're kind of. I mean, the Yankees spend a lot, a lot of money. But I'll say this about the Yankees: I give them credit for what they did, because when you look at what they did, they got 
both the Cubs and the Rangers to basically pay all the salary. They stayed under the luxury tax threshold. They, they, they did it all perfectly. And it's not that they weren't willing to pay for those players. It's just, they didn't have to, they just like, they made the trades the work that they couldn't rather. They wouldn't have to pay for them, which I give them tons of credit. They're, I guarantee you on the off season, they're going to go spending. I'm sure they will, but I think those were great moves, but uh, yeah, I mean, the Yankees will spend money. You know they will, but I, I like what they did. So right now, your opinion on the Yankees, playoffs or no playoffs there, I believe from two and a half or three and a half out of the wild card. I'll give them playoffs. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to make noise because they really haven't looked great, but I'll give them playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'll look right now how many games back they are, but um, I don't I don't foresee them missing it, especially with new new blood, if you will, you know, new players. I think they'll they'll pull it together. I'm not saying that they're going to be great because things have really not looked very good, and I'm extremely disappointed. Still, and I think I still think Aaron Boone needs to get fired, but I think uh, I think playoffs is realistic. Still, what do you think? I think that I think they're making the playoffs as soon as as soon as I saw they got Rizzo, I, I yeah. would roll in. I, I haven't been excited about first base so the Yankees since 1995 when Don Mattingly. Oh, what about Tashera? You didn't like Tex? I. Was that listen? Don I love was text. my guy. Oh, well, Gotta no. remember my age. I know. know, I know. But look, uh, I'm I, not. Look, no one's gonna beat Mattingly. But Tex was a great no. first baseman for a very long time. He was good. He wasn't. He wasn't was. I, I didn't dislike him, but Rizzo is, has like the Mattingly type personality. To me. No, they're totally different planets, Tex and and yeah. uh, Rizzo. I'm you not know, comparing. Well, I'm just saying he was another good yeah. first base. Listen, I. I hated Tito Martinez at first because he took over for Mattingly. But, yeah. you know, after, after a couple of years, I got to know who he was. He was a good guy. Yeah. But, you know, just never Mattingly to me. Rizzo, no. I feel like finally I have the guy to take over for Mattingly. <laughs> All right. You know? Many so, years uh, later, but sure. Listen, it was worth the wait because we're getting right. to the playoffs this year. Let's hope he I don't hope think we're stays. doing anything in the playoffs. Let's not hope with, he stays. Uh, not with Stickham Cole, who the $40 million wait. <laughs> He's got COVID now, so it doesn't even matter. I hope you know what. I hope he gets better soon because that that's horrible. Yeah, but as, but as a player, listen, I, I don't like. Him. No, no. So let me ask you: of all the teams, actually, well, before I get to that, I wanted to talk about one last trade. Uh, Red Sox picked up Kyle Schwarber from uh, another it, like, great move from uh, what's it called? Washington. From, uh, Washington. Thank you. Blanking on the name. Another another big pickup. I, I think they're really bolstering their lineup for uh, a deep playoff run. But with that said, all the teams who do you think had the best trade deadline? Who you know who made the best acquisitions? Not try to keep try to keep that Yankee bias, uh, uh, you know, at bay if, if you can. <laughs> See, Gallo, I thought was a good pickup because he's a lefty. Do I like Gallo? I think he strikes out too much, like you said. Yeah. So I don't think the Yankees had the best move. I think the Dodgers because. Yeah. How okay. are you beating the Dodgers pitching? <laughs> Followed by the Giants. Yeah. You know, I think they're one two. I think the Yankees have they gotten somebody a little bit better than Gallo, but I understand the lefty. Well, Gallo's a very good defensive player too. Don't forget that. Yes. Oh, so so. he's good. I'm not. I'm not yeah. disappointed. But I don't look out and say I want Joey Gallo. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You got to show me some stuff. But listen, it, it was a good move. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would probably say Dodgers are first, no question. Giants I would put two. And I'd say either Boston or New York at number three, just because Boston, like I said, Schwarber's a great pickup. 
And that team's looked great all season. But that's just another big bat and a great player just in general and good leader all around, just everything you could possibly want. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good pickup. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love what the Yankees did, but I don't know. It's, it's tough for me at three, but no question. Dodgers at one. I mean, that pitching is probably one of the best pitching lineups I've ever seen. And I know I said that like to start the season with the Dodgers that they looked good, but you now have two of the greatest pitchers of this generation, Scherzer and Kershaw on the same team. I'm sorry, got, but that is wild. And then you got that's just pitching. Right. And, that's, and you got Fielder, who's number three, who right. can potentially be just as good as a Kershaw and, or a Scherzer. When Bueller is your number three pitcher, I, that's just incredible. It's not fair. That's, it's not right, fair it's, because it's like cheating. It feels like a cheating. Series. A seven-game series, you're going to face one of those guys three times and the other one twice. Probably. You, you, you'll, you'll probably – yeah, you'll, you'll at least face all three. So it's like three guaranteed losses. I guess – they don't have to ever throw another pitcher. They can throw those yeah. three guys in a seven-game series. So you have to beat those guys four times. Good luck. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. Good You'll be luck. lucky to get one win off of any of them. Yeah, it, it's crazy, but the rich get richer. You yeah, know, the Giants, they're I love that move, place. though. I love that they, move. They had to get something to make sure they stayed there. They got the best hitter the Cubs had. Yep. You know, it was a great move. I love Yankees, they, their lineup was all righties. I, I like the lefty fortune. moves. If you got a short fortune in, le- in right field, the Yankees. It doesn't stadium, get better than you gotta, that. You've got to get lefties in that lineup. You go I mean, after that's, Rizzo. That's what makes Gallo so base. intriguing, though, is yeah. he's a power hitter, but he also doesn't even have to hit that hard anymore. Like If no. he gives it 75% of his power, he's going to just crush the short porch, and that's what's huge about it. Like, don't get me wrong, Rizzo's a great hitter too, and he's he's but got he's, some. He's more of a. He's, he's a more of a basic kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. you know, I love that. I love that. Yeah, he'll but, hit his homers. Oh, of course, well, he hit a couple already as a Yankee. Exactly. He's becoming a fan favorite already. People love him. From day one, my new favorite Yankee. <laughs> well, that's that's saying a lot. Was, Judge was number one before the move. Judge is down number two. There you go. I, I, uh, I'm not letting – I love Judge. I'm not letting him go. Listen, Judge is great. I, if he stays healthy, <laughs> he, he could be a if, Hall of Famer. If. Oh, absolutely. If he, you know, he's just got to stay healthy. Oh, that's a lot harder than the thing. So, all right, anything else in baseball I missed? I know it's, it, it's so hard to keep up with it because that was a very busy deadline. The craziest deadline we've had in years. I loved it. It was awesome. I think I – think, just has to be said before we move on to the next thing. The worst team has to be the Cubs. I, I hate to harp on it, but that was rough. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it. See, when I say it's the worst, it, it's just like it hurts. Like as a fan, if I was a Cub fan, I would be heartbroken because right. First of all, they are the, they brought you your championship that you haven't had in your lifetime. For the odds, right. the odds are now you lost. You know your core of that team. And those returns got to bring you playoff baseball, right? You know, that would be like the Dodgers, for example, getting rid of like Kershaw and Bellinger, like two of their premier players. I mean, that that would hurt. Why? Because Kershaw, especially, has been one of your best players for, if not your best player for years, and Bellinger has been a great player the last few years, and everybody loves him. 
He's a fan favorite. You know what baffled me with the Cubs moves? If you look at it, they traded Kimbrel uh, to Para to the White Sox. Yeah. They're giving up. But I I get giving up, but you always need guys in the bullpen. Yeah. You may not win this year. Are you saying next year is done already before we started because you get every guys in the bullpen? I think they're kind of like – I think they're just to the point where they're saying, look, we're not going anywhere, and we know it, so let's just total fire sale, get rid of everybody, and build some, build up the prospects, build up stuff like that, and prepare for the future because we know nothing's going to happen now. Like they, I think they're in rebuild mode and just understanding like this is not going anywhere. Like we're 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 clearly not going to do anything right now, so let's just can, screw it. Can any other team do what the Cubs did and still get fans in the ballpark? I mean, people are going to Wrigley Field because it's Wrigley Field, right? You know, if if. I don't know. Say, for example, the Cardinals did that. Is anyone going to whatever they call their stadium now? I don't think it's Bush Stadium anymore. I don't even know. But the, 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 the short-term answer is no. Absolutely not. No shot in a million years. I, I mean, if the Yankees did that, I'd go because it's New York. The, the Yankees, it's, it's, it's different. But if I lived in, like, any other place and that was my team, like, for, for, using John as an example, hopefully he'll be able to join us tonight if, at some point. Um you know, if I were an Orioles fan, I'd be like, screw this. I'm not coming. Like, I, I don't want to watch. Why? Orioles suck as is. And if they got rid of, like, you know, Trey Mancini, for example, right, fan favorite, I'd be like, screw it. I don't want to come watch you because this team is bad as it is. And now you're just you're getting rid of the only th- only bit of joy I still have. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You know, I my thinking on it, I, I get trading the, the three because they are free agents and you weren't signing them. You, you just got to get what you can. The Cubs didn't want to sign them because they, they had control to sign one of them, right? at least. But the trading the bullpen, to me, that means you're giving up even further because yeah. you, you need guys in the bullpen. They, were, they weren't that far out of it where they couldn't have made a run as a wild card. That, to me, hurt me more than anything. And then to trade it to your crosstown rival, that's like the Yankees, you know, trading, I don't know, a decent player to, to the best. All right, Can you imagine yeah. sending Judge to the Mets? I would vomit. You know, it, <laughs> I hate to it, say, it, but I, I would. I think I would actually legitimately throw up out of just pain and and being upset. Yeah, I, I don't like it. That to me bothered me more than them trading the other three because they kind well, of you know said. I'll say this: for doing that, they're out of order. They are. <laughs> they definitely are. You know, but, but I, I get it. But I just I don't like it. I, I'm very much no. against it. Yeah, they just they gave up. Yeah. But anything else in baseball going on? I don't think so. I mean, it was busy, but I think that's uh, just about everything. So, all right, let's move to NHL because I really I, I I know we're going to talk NHL, and there's uh, really more than anything. I'm just going to recap a lot of what happened because there's only so much to talk about, but. Honestly, more than anything, I have to be completely honest with you. I just want to go talk about the NBA because free agency only just started. What was it last last night at six o'clock? Right. Yeah, it, last night at six o'clock, and it has been one of the most wild free agencies I can remember in quite a while. Because like when AD went to the Lakers, all right, that was big, but that was the big thing that year. When LeBron went to the Lakers, that was the big thing that year. This year. 
there are like four or five big things that have happened, and it has just been wild. And I know you're going to be upset about uh, at least a handful of them. I know for a fact. Well, I know. Listen, as we were doing the carousel last night, as I was producing it, Megan's on air. All I know is my phone's going off. This move just happened. This move right. just happened. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is like, what's what, going on. What's going on? You know, but. What's going on in the NHL before we get to that? All right, NHL, uh, only a handful of things. It, it was, I wouldn't say it was quiet, but a lot of it had happened last week already. So we kind of, it, it slowed down, if you will. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but this week he kind of announced like, hey, Chicago, I'm coming to play because there were rumors he might retire, he may you know, just hang it up because, I mean, Florida's not young anymore, but Chicago got a new goalie, so good for them, and he'll actually play. Uh, I, I'm still baffled by that trade, but I'm not. I, I don't get it at all. I, I don't either. I, I I can't make sense of it. I mean, I know he's older, and I get it, but I I don't trust Robin Lander enough, at least personally, to say like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's let's put him at the helm, number one guy. Let's go for it. I, I, I don't trust him enough. It's not that I don't trust him. I'm just like, no, not enough. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be confident in that, but whatever. Um, Tyler Johnson, Tampa Bay Lightning, was traded with a second-round pick in the 2023 NHL draft to uh, Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Brent Seabrook. So it looks like maybe Tampa's like, all right, look, we're going to exchange a younger guy for – Veteran defense, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't like that trade either because I love Tyler Johnson. Like I don't person. I hate him actually as a Rangers fan because he hurt us badly. But I think as a young player, he's fantastic and he's been great. Um, but I, I, whatever. I I don't I don't run the show, but um, I, I don't like Brent Seabrook. I don't I don't love the trade. I just think it's a. I don't know. I don't want to say a wasted trade, but it's not their best trade. Just. I don't know how much Seabrook has got left in the tank at 36. He's you know, he's getting older. He's definitely not the same physical shape that he used to be younger. No. I, I, I don't love that. Um, not at all. That's in terms of trades. Um, the, the, the big signing for me was uh, Seattle. I, you know, We made fun of their draft, right? I, I go, oh, Seattle, that was a really bad expansion draft, right? It went so badly. And then they go out and do one of the best things they possibly could have done, which was sign uh, Philip Grubauer. Uh, he was up for the Vezina. He was one of the finalists. He was uh, playing for uh, Colorado. And they signed him to an, an incredible contract. And they go from having young goalies that I, I admit, I was like, ah, I'm not certain about these guys. I don't know how I feel. We'll see to one of the premier goalies right now in the league, and it was great. They had him for six years, $35.4 million, with an AAV of 5.9, so about $6 million on average against the salary wow. cap, which is really – it's not – I mean, not nothing, because, again, you have to remember NHL salary caps are a lot less than NBA, and NBA proves out this week when we talk about it. You know, guys signing for over $200 million for a couple of years, but – I mean that that's not nothing, but still, I mean that is a fantastic contract, and I, I I love it. I think that is that was the big news that I was like, I love this. That was really, you know, I, uh, I made fun of Seattle. What I'm going to cut you off for a quick second. I want you to What's look up? up online now the Canadian long jumper, D 
Damian Warner. And I want you to tell me who he looks like. And I'm going to tell you my thoughts as soon as I saw him. Okay. Oh, he looks like uh, kind of like Richard Jefferson, I think, I would say. That's, That's a good what I would one. Say. To, me, to me, when I looked at him, he looked as if Reggie Miller and Kobe Bryant had that. a baby together. I, I can see that. I, all right. I'll give you that. I saw, I'm watching. I'm like, Kobe or Reggie? What's going on? I'll share it for our viewers, but I, I see Rich. I see what you're saying, but I feel like Richard I Jefferson Richard was a good Jefferson one. After, after you said it, definitely, but he has that blended Kobe Reggie Miller look. I, I see it. I, that's fair, but this is who we're talking about because honestly, I'd never heard of this guy until you mentioned his name. I literally had never heard of him in my entire life. That's him. I, I'm sticking with what I, I look. I see what you're saying, but he's got the Richard Jefferson look. That was immediate thought. I was like, that's, that's Richard Jefferson. Oh my God. He's just pretending to be one. pretending to, to, to play for Canada. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying. I just, it, I, I basically made fun of Seattle the entire time. And then they went out and did that. And I was like, huh, that was pretty impressive. That was actually a good job. So I, I give them credit for that. I mean, I still don't love their team. I don't think their team is great, but I think with Grubauer, it's a big step. Goaltending is one of the most important things you can have on a team. If you have good goaltending, if those players are scoring a handful of goals a game, you know, two, maybe three goals on, on average, it could be a good team. You can win a lot of games. You don't have to score much if you're not giving up goals. Absolutely. So, that that I, makes a big difference. I, I'm still excited to see what Seattle does because I, I don't know yet. I It's hard to get a feel for what they're going to be like because I, I know – they look good in terms of goalie things. Certain things look good on paper, but I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not going out and saying, oh, yeah, they're going to be good like Vegas. I don't know if they're going to do that, but we'll see. I mean, Vegas was one of those teams, right? They went out and they picked up Mark Andre Fleury in their draft, and it clearly worked out. Of course, now they traded him, but we'll see. I don't know. It, it could it could turn out to be something like that where band of misfits kind of come together. It works out, and they're good. I don't know. We'll see. But I, that's all I really got for NHL. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't too busy, but it was definitely uh, a little bit of an interesting week. Now for the golden nugget of the week. Oh, the I'm NBA. so excited. I am so excited. Well, do you want to start with the draft? Do you want to start with the uh, Russell Westbrook TB, trade? This is your you baby. You, you are your NBA guy. I leave it to you. I just know I have so many things I want to talk about because I am so, so excited. I don't love all the moves personally, you know, as a, a fan of the Knicks and things like that. But I will say, as a fan of the NBA, boy, oh boy, did I love this week. It was amazing. One of the best weeks of NBA we have had in years, I would say, years. So Russell Westbrook probably – you know, we, we all know how much I love John Morant. If you watch the show, yes, you know, you, you Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook is literally a human triple double at this point. He is akin to John Morant to me. John Morant and Russell Westbrook interchangeable. Either one, I'd go. be very happy to be on the Nets. You know, playing in New York somewhere, but neither one are. But the Lakers go out and get Russell Westbrook. I think that was a great move. Oh, you know, fantastic LeBron, move. A, a core three. You know, we're going to talk about the other moves in a second, but it gives them a nice Because they now have a core three. four, I would say. I would say they have a core four with some of the well, moves that, they made, but we'll talk about that. 
Yeah. At that point, it was a core three. Right. They have a, a point guard, so LeBron doesn't have to run the point. They got a guard that can go down low and get rebounds. Doesn't yep. mind dishing the ball and can score. Absolutely. So it takes a lot of the pressure off LeBron. And even AD, who, you know, maybe glass doesn't job. have to feel as much. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> doesn't have to feel as much pressure. So that was a phenomenal move by that. What do you, I love what do you it. think? I think it's great mainly because we talk about how LeBron and AD love to take time off. This is the guy that's going to be the exact opposite. I don't think I've ever seen Russell Westbrook take off like legitimate time unless he was seriously injured. And I think he's going to become the heart and soul of this team. Like I, and that's not anything against LeBron or AD. He's just he has this intensity that neither of them have anymore. Like I feel like the two of them are very laid back, a little bit more relaxed than they used to be. LeBron turn on, don't get me wrong, but Russell Westbrook is just a monster in the court. And now you have a, like, I think arguably the best all-around pay- player in all of basketball right now. He is incredible on the court. He does literally everything. That's why he gets triple doubles so consistently. And it, it's just to me, it's like you, you couldn't pick a better player. I mean, no. You're if if you got LeBron and AD saying, oh, I can't do it tonight. All right, he'll step up. And he, and how I know he'll do it, he's been doing it. That's what he's been doing for the last. What three, four years? I think it's fair to say that he's really, really like hit his stride. Good, but I feel like he's really hit his stride the last few years and been beyond unbelievable. I mean, he went to Washington, where majority of the weight was on his shoulders, and he just said, "I got it." When he was in Houston, he said, "I got it." When he was in OKC, same thing, and he has been phenomenal. I think it is going to be just one of the the. Best trades we'll, we're going to see in general. This is this was awesome. Yeah, it was an unbelievable move. I loved it. Uh, the Lakers also. A lot of people are saying how now they're becoming uh, the retirement home where they're re-signing all the guys they had previously. Um, huh. You know, you look at the list of what that they and the got. fact that they're they're old. They're an old team. They have like. I think four or five players with the age of uh, of thir- oh John, he made it. They have quite a player in their later later years of thirties. They have let me say one, two, three, four, five, six. And they have about they have eight players that are thirty two or above, which is that says a lot. I mean, it, I don't know if I want to call them the retirement home, but it does feel like that somewhat. It's interesting. I mean, they. When they got Trevor Ariza again, who they had before, they uh, re-signed Dwight yep. Carmelo, yep. which is a great I move. like that move. John, I hope you're hearing us and you're able to talk and chime in. I know you're driving, so you know, be safe, of course. But I hope you can chime in because I know you're not a Mellow fan, but I loved this. Like I think – I honestly, I think more than anything, this move is great just because I like to see LeBron playing aside, like alongside Mellow. I know they've been friends for a very long time. And honestly, it just makes me happy to see them finally playing together more than anything. So yeah, um, sounds like uh, in we're losing you, John. Nursing home now. Can you hear me? <laughs> we got you. Can you hear me? All right. Sounds like uh, yeah, these Lakers you. are a nursing home. <laughs> My gosh. 
little bit. Sounds like they're so damn old. (laughs) Are you losing me again? No, you're there. We're good. All right. Yeah, man, I, I don't I don't really care about this signing. I mean, Trevor Reza's garbage. He didn't do anything with Miami. He's I mean, he was never great. He was okay. I know where John's head's at though. He's he's all excited about Miami right now. I know. Mel I mean, Miami did pretty good. They still we'll get need there, a though. big man. We'll get there, though. Yeah. But I mean the Lakers they didn't do anything to make me say, Yeah, they're gonna beat the Nets. Because the Hold Nets on. are the gold standard. Oh, I- yeah, the Bucks, Bucks won. Russell Westbrook? Really, Hold on. Gold John, John, John. Russell Westbrook is not enough? I mean, I'm sorry, but. No. I would no, argue he's, not. he's the best Has he ever been player. enough to win a championship? He hasn't Russell, had a wait, team like put, this yet. You're going to put Russell Westbrook. The best Westbrook. he's ever had was. Right, go ahead, Jimmy. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, all healthy, versus Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Who do you take? I take the Nets all day. This doesn't change anything. Those three I mean, LeBron is still. So. I agree. Out of order. I guess you put out of order. I can't really see it. Can't really look <laughs> I, at the, uh, it's all right. I like how John knows, though. He just he knows right away. That's exactly what I did to him. But it does. Does Russell Westbrook signing change Anthony Davis being made of glass? No. To no, change that think... LeBron is getting older. And he's having trouble staying healthy more and more. No. Russell Westbrook demands the ball, which takes away from LeBron James, which LeBron doesn't like. There's a lot of mouths to feed in L.A. It's, it worked in, in – They uh, have, first of all, the they all agreed to set aside their egos. That's first of all. Second yeah, of all, I'll, Russell I'll believe Westbrook, it when I see it. Oh, listen, Russell Westbrook is also, I believe, one of the best all-around players, if not the best all-around player, in all the basketball right now. Man well, I'm not knocking Russell Westbrook. No, I'm just saying fit wise, I don't think it I don't think him and LeBron fit together. I don't see it. And Anthony Davis is still a house of glass. So how does that change? Glass Joe. Well, it changes that he's he doesn't have to be the second focal point. Now it can be Russell. And now you have the, him as well, the he's still gonna get poked in the wall and be out for four weeks, like so we're gonna have a weird injury. Come yeah, but like Chris Paul always does. But you don't need right? him as much now. Now it's now it's more you can have Westbrook be the second man if need be, and it's it's more like okay, yeah, he, he can step up. He's got this. Like you have Anthony Dave. You have a third guy to out. Who cares? You got Russell Westbrook there. It's fine. It's right. It's not like okay. Oh man, Anthony Davis is out. We have to turn to LeBron, old man LeBron. Now it's. Oh man, he's at well. LeBron will help, and Westbrook is going to do his thing. That's I think that's what's important here. But yeah, I think it was a great move, and then Mello on top of that, I like Mello's that move. Still, Mello's got something left in the tank, and he wants to prove something. And yeah. they, he went to a team where he has a shot to win. I don't think he has something left in his win. oxygen tank. <laughs> wow! I, hold on, guy. I have to say this. I don't think I would. I didn't think I'd ever say this, but honestly, John, I miss having you for the majority of the show because, as stupid as some of your comments may be, sometimes you are very witty. You do have something funny to say. So I will say this: I have to say I I do miss having some of those comments. I I have missed that a little bit, just a little. <laughs> 
shake your other. Oh voice. yeah, just a little. Thank you, I appreciate. <laughs> it. Oh, oh wow, Jake, Jake actually yeah. likes me. But a little bit. By it's the way, bit. I'm gonna meet Alex soon, and I told Alex not to be taken back by my height and and weight because everybody is when they first meet me. I don't know if JB was, but most people are when they meet me. So hopefully Alex isn't taken back by my height and weight because it shocks people when you're a you small first guy. Meet me. You're a small guy. I'm a very small guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, uh, by the way, uh, this doesn't change anything. Bucks are still better than the Lakers. The Nets are still better. Mm, the Suns the are still better. As far as I'm concerned, the Nuggets went healthier, better. Um, and there's just too many teams. And hey, hold the on. Lakers are I'd old. like to say this. I mean, how are they going to survive? Said, he didn't say his heat. Thank God. Because I would have been ready to kill you. Although I love their moves, which we'll talk about in a moment. I am so thankful you didn't say, well, the heat would be better too. Because sometimes well, they you need, can be the, the, worst. Heat, the heat need a five. The Heat need a five, and they don't have a five. Bam is a four, and you right. need a five, and they still don't have a five. Bam is undersized for the five spot. He goes with the four spot perfectly. They need a five, and they don't have a five. They didn't address that, so that's still their issue. They're going to get beat up on the boards. As great as Adebayo is, you got to have somebody that's bigger that can play the five, and they still don't have that, and they don't have the cap space anymore for that, so – yeah, yeah as far as I'm concerned, all. they're not. You can't put them in the. You can't put. I mean, who's going to cover Giannis if they play? You know what I mean? They're, it's going to be the same same song I and mean, dance. Try and put, unless they get to make cover Giannis. You I can am, try and I put Bam on him, so but it's hard. Proud. I have never been so proud of John's cover. I know, right? Our He's boy so brutally honest. Up. Our boy is finally growing up. <laughs> well, look. Look, I'm on my way to Canton if our audience. Well, they know. Fashion. I think we lost you, John. But it all, I don't know. The, the Heat, they did make some good moves. Did they make the right moves? No, I agree. They don't have a big man. No. You, know, you, don't, you don't need a, a traditional big man the way the NBA is now, but you got to have somebody to pay for rebounding, and they just don't have it. I think that's what's good about the Lakers with Anthony Davis. Like, that's one of the things he does very well. I know he's not your traditional big man, but. He'll rebound the ball for you when he's when he's out there. Again, when he's out there, not not on the bench because he's got a broken pinky toe. Blake Griffin resigned. I agree with. Oh, you're back. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it's and the thing is, like, even though you don't need a traditional big man, um, just a touch on the heat, it puts out a bio in a in a position he shouldn't be in, playing the five, and that's not fair to him. So then that makes right. him play a different game than he should. Um, so it's like putting it's like putting LeBron at the four. Just it just doesn't work. He needs to be at the three. I feel like Certain a proud player right at now. John is like he's making coherent sense. He's saying things that are real. Not saying, oh the the, the heat are the best team. Ah he's actually saying things that are real. I'm so proud. It, it is very nice to hear. It's refreshing. Blake so I was always saying Blake Griffin re-signed with the Nets, which was a good move after the run he yeah. had after he came over from Detroit. He played the a Knicks, lot better. The Knicks get Evan Fournier, and who else do they got? 
I think they just did a bunch of re-signs, which was it. Oh, okay. JD, you... please, 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 please tell me how the Knicks are a new destination. Please, I beg you to tell me how the Knicks are the new destination for free agents. Please. Maybe, maybe not this year, but if you want to play and you want to be somebody, you want to come to New York, I, I don't know if that, it's the world's most famous arena. I mean, It'll happen. Uh, hold on, we gotta talk about the Heat, though. We haven't mentioned. I have to say that was a pretty nice move. I mean, it sucked for the rest of the league, but it was a pretty good move. I have to give you credit. That's a pretty good big three you got going. Adam, Bam, uh, Jimmy, and and now Lowry. That's that's a pretty solid big three, and that's what you need in these days. The Miami Sheet, because they already got to bed. They're done. <laughs> I didn't they say they're gonna win. With, they can go hang out with the Milwaukee Yucks. The two hey. Of them. Hey, you want to make fun of the Bucks, but they, but they won a championship, whether you like it or not. Listen, it happens all the time. Weren't the national champions two years ago? Yeah. With, with another suck. You know, some, that some is a Tom great Fleury, That's fair. Some Tom that Foolery of a wild a card point. game. Hey, all I'm saying is it, all that matters, though, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they got the championship, whether we like it or not, whether hey. it was a fluke or not. I'm just saying they got the championship still. I'm not, I'm not defending them. JV is 100% correct. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just making the point that as much as you may not like them, they did still get the championship. Oh, Whether they deserved won. it or not is another conversation. Because well, I, I think they were a much better team. They won. They're a good team. Do I think they're the most talented? No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, of course not. I'm just saying, Once look, at the well end of the together. day, they won. At the end of the day, they did win. Yes, they played well together. Yeah, they won, but. No. They were like the when the like JB said when the Nats won like every weird thing had to bounce their way and it did and that's how they won. Sure, yeah. lightning doesn't strike twice. No. You're not gonna have well, the entire NBA banged up. The lightning, hold on, the lightning did strike twice. Actually, they won back to back. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you watch your mouth. I know. I'm so, I'm sorry. That was that was a bad joke. You know what? I, I'll, I'll put myself. You're out of order. I'll I'll do it to myself. Because I, it was a bad joke, but at the same time, <laughs> I mean, I was right. You were hurt. Right. I mean, you're not wrong. I just don't. <laughs> I just hate the Lightning so much. John, I hate them too. Trust me. Are you kidding me? Who likes the Lightning? In all honesty, it's like who uh, likes. Apparently, Alex does. Oh, well, well. Alex lives in Tampa, so <clears throat> yeah. he's allowed to like them. Whatever. <laughs> Listen. If you live in the city, you can't get questioned why you like a team. It's when you live outside of a city. You right. know, you like a team. I have to wonder what your reason is. Unless you're in New Jersey and you like New York teams. That's like that's, seriously that's, around, around that's here that's the geographic counts. region. Right. That's well, the I'm geographic just saying. region. Listen. So anyway. I, I will say one of the moves of the NBA where you surprised them, guys. I gotta ask a question. I'll pose this to you. Did the Chicago Bulls just pull off one of the fastest but best rebuilds of all time? They went from nothing, what, like last season, and then last season they traded for uh I forgot. I think they traded for Aaron Gordon last season, like if I remember correctly. I believe that was last season, right? Now they signed Ball this off season, and nice now they just, and if it if it wasn't good enough, also just got Demar Derozan in a signing trade. I mean, look, I'm not saying that they're going to go out and win a championship because that would be ludicrous. No, but but they're going to be a fun team. And they just made themselves a team that people are at least going to consider going to because of the superstar power that they have there now. I mean, 
Was that really was that like the best turnaround of a team? Like just considering how quick great, it went? Just making the right moves at the right time. Another big move today, Steph signed uh Mac uh, deal, another that's five what, year deal. I, I, I mentioned it before. To, they they make a lot of money. Octagon. Uh, you know, you don't hear me mention agents on this show very often, but Octagon, who, um, you know, I've had one of their vice presidents on the program, William Mao, great guy, got to learn about the, the company, the agency. They're a, they're a big company. They have the two biggest NBA contracts, the most average per year and the highest contract in the NBA um, over length that they've, that they've done out of their agency. So that's impressive with Steph and Giannis. Steph earned that money. I mean, good for him. Oh, without just, a doubt. It's, it's, it's crazy that he's making, what, $210 million, something like that, over the next few seasons. I, it is wild to me. And that's what I was saying before, right, when I was talking about the NHL. I was like, yeah, you know, that's not like big money like the NBA. This is exactly what I was referencing. When you make, you know, $10 million a season in the NHL, you're making big money. When you're making yeah. that in the NBA, you're making pay dirt. Like, that's nothing. Guys like Steph are making, you know, that kind of money is why wow, they're making what he's going to be over if five. You, he's going to be making like 40 million a season. It's ridiculous. If you can play a sport, honestly, to get paid the NBA followed by NFL, MLB. I think no NFL, no MLB. Uh, MLB well, it depends on the money. position. I think, I think for NFL it depends on the position. If you're quarterback or wide receiver, you're going to get paid big time. So I think that, mm-hmm. I think that kind of depends. Well, the MLB money is guaranteed. And it, NFL, they'll sign true, you, and then true. you got to hope you get the money. So True, true. That's fair. And but it NBA. goes by roster size as yeah. well, because NBA, you have about 12 players at roster, so like there's more money to dole around to each individual oh, player, whereas NFL, it's 53 men per roster, so the money is split up more. So. Absolutely. And baseball, there's a little That's bit true. less players, so yeah. yeah. That's true. So, any other NBA moves you guys were excited about? Because there was a bunch. I mean, that we could go. I don't want to list the whole thing, but <laughs> I think we hit all the major ones. I think so. John, was there anywhere that you saw that we missed? I don't think we did. I mean, we touched a little bit on the Knicks, but I just, I'm, they basically burnt all their cap space and signed Evan Fournier to an extremely long deal. I believe it was four years of Evan Fournier, who's not a very good player. He's okay. He's a and good three-pointer. Derrick Rose, I understand the reason. I understand Derrick Rose, a three years, $43 million. That's a solid signing. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, I think if the Knicks were that. looking to big – the Knicks are looking to big signings, you should have held on to that money and not given it to Fournier and really saved for next year's class – since you didn't get the big big guys this year. Uh, I don't I like what the, the Knicks, Knicks did. I mean, it, I it, it tells me that the Knicks think – It tells me they think that they are that they overachieved. That's what I it tells the, me. And they had I to go out Knicks and the, rush, rush aside. I, I disagree with you. I think that they felt they were seduced by their success this year. And they didn't think that they, they didn't want to wait anymore. They want to continue doing what they were doing. I think that's pretty fair to say. I, I don't think that the 48 signing was the best signing, but I, I don't think it's the worst I think, either. I think it's a solid signing. It's like slightly above average, I think. Like yeah, I think, in the grand scheme but it of doesn't things. Do, it doesn't it does literally nothing to give them a shot at the title. It 
does literally not nothing. It, it helps them with their no, three-point shooting. It does. Shooting. It does. They, they because they, they were not near – they weren't even close to being good enough. And now you add a guy that's – I mean, he's okay, but – I think they're trying to guy, add role players before they I mean, get a superstar, hopefully. I th- that's I, why, that's but you need, you need better starters, first of all. So as a guy you who need better starters. Fan, hang on, as a guy who was a Nick fan until the Nets moved to Brooklyn, I will say this: after all those years of futility, <laughs> I see what they're thinking. They're thinking we just got to make the playoffs a few years. We got to build something. Do I think it's the best move for them? No, I would have rather seen them wait. But I get where they're going. They wanted to bring somebody in to show that a. We can, we can attract a free agent that wants to come to New York. B, we can have back-to-back good years. Because for the Knicks right now, being over 500 is a good year. Making the playoffs of the top six is a good year. And they have a shot to do that again this year. But don't your you expectations know? have to go up after the year you just had? Absolutely no, not. I don't think so. Because I mean, you the, have to take after the next how bad step. They, no, but I think, John, the next step really is consistency. Because they've been bad for – quite a while now. So I think really the next step honestly is being consistent. Like winning over fi- so winning you're not over, going for you're being a over 500. I, I think they should. But I think for them But I think for them it's just be over 500 again. Like don't there's no don't way fall back to sucking. There's no way they could have overhauled their roster to be better than the Nets, the Bucks, the Celtics or, or even the Hawks. Or the, no, let's forget the Hawks. Next Nets, Bucks, Sixers, or um, the Celtics, those those four. Yes, they were a top four team last year, but you can't overhaul that roster and become better than those four right away. Agreed. What you can do is be consistent and make the playoffs the second year in a row and start showing the change in culture that New York is a place that makes the playoffs and can win. That's when you start building and going. The Knicks have tried it the other way for too long. It didn't go anywhere. I think it was the right move. Do I like it? Eh, it was the move that that needed to be made. Yeah, it's look. It's not my favorite move in the world. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's a. I don't want to say it's a bad move. It's like an okay move. It's like all right, we're gonna add a solid player that'll will be a role player for us. That's what he will be. He'll be a sidekick, if you will, to Julius Randle, probably and R.J. Barrett. Right? He's not gonna be your number one guy, and that's no. that's that's fine. Like that's okay. But he adds decent three point shooting. That's what he'll be. He'll be a good three-point sh- shooter, right? He'll help you score some extra buckets in the game, especially when you need it. And it- it'll help make the team better overall and, more importantly, stay consistent. Is it the best move that they probably could have made? No, I don't think so. I think there were better moves. But I do think it's a decent move because, at the very least, it's going to help them be consistent. And if a team sees the Knicks go from below 500, right, they get a new coach, they start – winning and now they're consistent it's going to help them to still improve and continue to look you know look like a decent destination spot if they just have one good season and then they suck again i wouldn't want to go to new york because i'm thinking yeah these guys were frauds last season and they showed their true colors again this season yeah I'm, i don't think it was such a bad move i think it's just i mean look i'm not saying work. i'm not but saying it was the perfect move and who out there this year were the knicks going to go get out of all the free agents, that would have made them a championship contender. Nobody. I think the, I think the only player that they could have gone after, because apparently there was mutual interest, 
was DeMar DeRozan. That was like the only player that I had heard about legit mutual interest. And the only other guy that they could potentially go after, but it's only if he wants out and he demands a trade would be Dame. And I'm, and that's like, I've heard Dame would be interested in New York. If he were to get a trade, that would be an if scenario, but that's not free agency. That's obviously making trades. but forget about the trades for a second. Would, right. If Sonic DeRozan made them a championship contender, no. No, but it would have been a, a step in the right direction. But so is signing Fournier. It's the same thing. Right. It's just DeRozan's a just a step. better. DeRozan's just a, yeah. a bigger step because he's a much better player. Yeah. Any other uh, NBA news that anyone else thought was good? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, John, John, you have anything you want to add for tonight's show? I'll take that muting as a no. Um USA oh. basketball doesn't totally suck anymore. Apparently, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to make too much of it. I'm just saying they don't totally suck anymore. It's no fun unless they suck. I hate <laughs> to say it because I it's NBA fun to make fun of them. Stuff. Do I? Do I really care if Kevin Durant can win a gold medal? He no. can't win an NBA championship. Do I care if he wins a gold medal? No. The only other thing I do want to add from the Olympics, though, on a more serious note, Simone Biles came back today, or maybe it was yesterday, and she won bronze, so good for her. I mean, I know we talked about it, and it sucked like not having her, and I know her team probably felt a little bit disappointed that she wasn't out there, but I'm happy she's back. I was happy to see that she I, you know, obviously is feeling better. And she won bronze in her event, which I'll take that. It's pretty solid. Listen, it sucks that she wasn't able to perform. I get it. I wish Absolutely. her the best. I'm glad she was able to come back. I hope she enjoys the experience because oh, absolutely. A lot of times, you know, when you get so wrapped up in a moment, you don't realize and you don't get to enjoy the experience. She's oh, living course. a dream that a lot of us wish we could, and I hope she gets to enjoy it. I get oh, the absolutely. part of it. Oh, of course, you know. But I hope that even when everything happens, she she has a chance to enjoy some of this Olympic experience, even though she's done it before. Right. I hope she got to enjoy it and to relish, even winning a, a bronze medal. You That's know. hey, bronze is. I know people look down on bronze sometimes. It's like, oh, you didn't get silver or gold. Even silver gets looked down. Oh, you weren't first place. You were top three. That's pretty impressive. That means you were one of the three best people in the entire world at your respective event or sport. Yep. That's. I, I know it doesn't get the love it deserves because it's not gold, but man, that is to me that's still incredible. I mean, that is you, awesome. As long as you tried your hardest, it's all good. It was Even good to you, see her out there, though. It was really, it was like, it makes you feel good. It's like you know what? I'm happy that she's worked through whatever it was, at least to the extent that she felt she could be out there again, which was 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 good. See, the whole thing about competition to me, as long as you tried your hardest, cares. You I think mean, I think that if you had fun, you got to have right. fun. If you're not having fun. There's no reason yeah. to be out there. Exactly. Those two things. Because who cares where you finish? You finish eighth in the world. What are Pretty you, good. horrible? That's unbelievable. If you had fun and you tried your hardest and you came at eighth. That's pretty impressive. That's awesome. Good for you. You know? But <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I, I want to win, but it's all good. We all want to win. Exactly. So, Anything else? I think that's about it. So, John, if you're able to talk... Uh, I guess we'll start with you to try to make it easy on you. Uh, if you want to tell everybody where you where they can find you, I figure we'll start with you to make it a little bit easier. If not, right. we'll... oh, John. right now John's on his way to Canton, guys, to cover the NFL Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Johnny, there. All right. Well, uh, all right. He's 
he also writes for Cardiac Cane. He's on Sideline Sports, the sports arena. And he also can be found on the NFL Carousel covering the Miami, I'm like Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Carousel coming back uh, in just a few weeks. John, I don't know if you're there or not. If I missed anything, please fill the listeners in. Blue Hawks 13 on Twitter. I got gotcha. you. John? Look it out for you, John. John, is there anything else or you busy driving, bud? I think that he's busy driving. All right. JB, what do you got? So, JB underscore the program on Twitter, the program on the Believe Network, the NFL Carousel covering the Chargers, produced the NBA Carousel, which just wrapped up production last night. In a city near you one day, if you don't see me at the sporting event, it must not have been worth going to. Jake? <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Malik. And more importantly, you guys can find me here on Sideline Sports. And I'm stealing John's line because he's not here to say it because he's busy driving to Canton, you know, being safe. That's fine. But most important face, the most important place, that's me. Not John this week, at least. <laughs> Uh, but more importantly, you can find Sideline Sports on all your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're, we're everywhere. So a- anywhere you have social media, uh, just look us up. YouTube, don't Wild, forget that. Wildwood, Canton, New there York. New yeah, Jersey. see? And, and, John, just so you know, seeing as I've been at the beach for, uh, what, three to four days now, yeah, New Jersey beaches don't suck because uh, I'm currently on at Wildwood, New Jersey, and I'm on a private beach with a bar. It is fantastic. I don't know that last time I checked, uh, Pennsylvania doesn't have that. So New Jersey beaches can't suck that bad because at least we have some. Just got to say that. Uh-uh. And his lack of silence says it all. Just saying. That's another episode of Sideline Sports. Check yep. out a, check us here next Tuesday, and you never know what's going on. Seems uh, like the NBA wants to be in the news. Hey, absolutely. John, I'm sure you can hear us. Be safe, buddy. And everybody, make sure you're watching for John especially because he's going to be at Canton. He's going to be at uh, all the Hall of Fame stuff. So big week for Sideline Sports, but uh, I think that's it. So we'll see you guys next week. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. 